Hey guys, welcome back to the Authentic Uma podcast. It's Rafiq here and um, in today's podcast, I kind of want to talk about uh, researching the prophet's way of prayer, peace be upon him. All right, so let's get straight into it. Now, the first thing, if you want to research um, the prophet's way of prayer, peace be upon him, you have to refer to the um, the religious scriptures, okay? And in the case of Islam, right, the religious scriptures um you know it starts with the word of god the quran because um the quran in in islam is considered the um the highest in authenticity okay meaning that um in islam if you're bringing anything and it contradicts the quran right um the quran takes precedence like over anything like no matter what you say no matter what information you bring no matter what teaching you bring right if it's somehow in contradictory um in if it somehow contradicts the quran then uh, we ha- we disregard it um because you know that's the highest in authenticity that is god's word okay and um we believe that tr- it truly is god's word you know because of many factors number 1 um you know it was a book revealed 1400 years ago right approximately 1400 years ago and um you know that is um proved today you know you don't have to be a scientist in order to prove it um because everywhere you go you know if you um if you ask anybody any muslim right who's got the slightest bit of knowledge on uh, on the quran right and on what it is they'll tell you that um no it was revealed one about approximately 1400 years ago and it was revealed to a person named prophet muhammad okay and um even though they might tell you, they might not tell you that it was revealed to prophet muhammad they will tell you that it was first recited by prophet muhammad peace be upon him you know and uh, the amount the the eloquence of the quranic language right the it, it is it surpasses any type of um, arabic literature on the planet okay the best literature on arabic it is the glorious quran and uh, because that's god's word you know it is divine and um, it's it's something which um, you know no, nothing can come close to okay and um, uh, this is not something which um saying out of my own head right it's it's kind of been proven uh, not only by muslims you know but also by non muslims you know they agree that this book here this quran it is a divine book and um you know uh, anybody who tries to trace the origin of the words of that book right who authored that book um you know they, they get no answer which is convincing um except the answer of that it is the word of almighty god or some other um you know superhuman controlling power okay um that's the only answer because the amount of scientific facts which are mentioned in the quran right compared to you know taking that in in consideration to the um the time in which it was revealed right around 1400 years ago that's a long time ago but if you're considering what scientific facts have been mentioned therein right it's it's huge it's it's um it's it's something which uh, you know truly says a lot because uh, you know for example it mentions that uh, um the the moon is its reflected light it's not it's not its own light you know it mentions that uh, um the earth is uh, not necessary is is spherical 
but uh, spherical more towards an egg-shaped, right? It mentions that the earth is egg-shaped and not only egg-shaped, but it is uh, shaped like the egg of an ostrich because the word used to describe the um, the earth, right? The word tahaha means an egg of an ostrich. And if you analyze the egg uh, the shape of an egg of an ostrich, it is duospherical in shape, meaning it is flattened on the poles and bulgy on the sides. And if you take that shape and analyze it with the earth today, you know, the earth is duospherical as well. It's flattened on the poles and it's bulgy on the sides. Okay, so that's just one of the scientific facts. Um, you know, another thing is that... Um, um, it talks about uh, how the earth kind of came into existence and it talks about the Big Bang, right? And if you ask scientists today, you know, it's something which they discovered um, definitely not 1,400 years ago, but definitely, um, you know, much, um, you know, a few hundred years or 200 years back. They'll tell you that the way the earth was um, kind of formed was because um, there was a Big Bang, and, uh, you know, Allah mentions this in the Quran, uh, you know, 1,400 years ago, that initially um, there was one primary nebula and we cleft them asunder, okay? And, you know, science proves today that uh, in the beginning, right, there were, it was one primary nebula and then, um, you know, it, um, there was a big bang and that gave rise to galaxies, stars, planets, you know, and the earth on which we live. So that's another just one of the scientific facts mentioned in the Quran. Now, I want to ask you, uh, th these are only like three, three facts, okay? There are many other facts, you know. It talks about how the bee lives. It talks about the lifestyle of a spider. It talks about uh, the lifestyle of an ant, right? It talks about um, so many things. It talks about the water cycle, okay? It talks about the fingerprints, right? Uh, human fingerprinting methods, right? And, uh, and so many other scientific things. So I want you to imagine that 1,400 years ago, you know, in the deserts of Arabia, okay, um, uh, that there's someone who is being revealed this message, someone who is reciting this book, okay, and um, um, he, he is somebody who couldn't read or couldn't write, right? The Prophet, peace be upon him, it's, it's agreed upon by uh, both Muslims and non-Muslims, you know, they agree that the Prophet, peace be upon him, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, uh, he couldn't read or couldn't write. But uh, I, what I want to just uh, make you guys understand is just because somebody cannot read or write doesn't mean that they're not clever, right? Doesn't mean that they're not intelligent. Uh, we know that the Prophet, peace be upon him, was an intelligent man. Um, and uh, people used to trust him a lot, you know, so much so that his enemies would keep goods with him, right? Keep their possessions with him. Okay, so, um, yeah, this is just, uh, so these facts that I've just mentioned, they're just a couple of facts. Now, imagine that all these facts, right, which are true, you know, what are the chances that all of them are true, right? You have to consider that, you know, for example, let's take the shape of the earth. I mean, he could have said it was flat. He could have said that it was, um, you know, it was square shaped. He could have said it was rectangular. You know, he could have said that it was a hexagon, a pentagon, Right, you've got so many choices. 
um, you know, if you are claiming that this book is written by Prophet Muhammad or that it's been written by a human handiwork, right, 1,400 years ago, then um, you have to uh, stack up the chances, right? You have to calculate what are the, what are the chances that all these things are correct and all these things are uh, true, right? So the chances are very little, right? They're close to close to zero, very close to zero. Because this is the word of God, meaning 1,400 years ago, it's close to impossible that all these things mentioned here uh, would be correct, okay? Uh, because if somebody were to compile a book, right, 1,400 years ago, which was as close to the Quran, you know, it wouldn't be possible without errors. And we know that this uh, glorious Quran is free from error, right? It is revealed by the Lord of the worlds, by the one true God, right? So... Um, yeah, so um, as I was saying, if you want to research the Prophet's way of prayer, peace be upon him, you'd have to kind of go through um, reading the Quran and then finding verses from the Quran which speak about prayer and which speak about, uh, you know, the different aspects of prayer. So we've got wudu. Um, I know that some things which are mentioned in the Quran are to do with wudu and uh, where do we face when we're about to offer our salah. You know, there's there's so many things which uh, you'd need to do research on. So when it comes to the Quran, you'd have to go and read the Quran and uh, find those verses which talk about prayer, right? So that's the first thing which you need to do. Then the second thing which you need to do is uh, check up the hadiths, okay? Is to check up the Prophet's way of life, peace be upon him. Uh, basically, you need to check up uh, what he had said, what he had done, and what he had approved of. Okay, those are the three things which you need to check with regards to Salah in the Hadith books. Now, uh, something to take note of here is that these Hadith books, you know, they can, they can contain thousands of Hadiths at a time. Okay, so for example, Sahih Bukhari, right, one, the, the most authentic book after the Glorious Quran, okay, um, agreed upon by many scholars, Right, say Bukhari, you know, it contains 7,000 or so hadiths, right? It contains thousands of hadiths. Now, because it is Sahih Bukhari, um, all the hadiths in it are authentic, meaning they can uh, correctly be attributed to the Prophet, peace be upon him. And uh, so, of those 7,000 hadiths, you'd have to go and find which ones relate to Salah. Now, I know Say Bukhari has got um, different books within it. So, for example, you've got the book, the book of prayer, the book of uh, um, Azan, the book of purity. You know, you've got so many books. Okay, so it is easy for you to just go and search for the book of prayer, right? Uh, and then, uh, the, you know, the book of uh, calling of prayer, for example, right? And go, go in that book and then go and check up the stuff, right? And that could take you a long time and it would, it would take you a long time. But I think um, it's totally worth it if you do that. Okay, um, very, very uh, important this, because this is the sources, right? The authentic hadith is the sources of Islam, right? Um, uh, that is the teachings of the last and final messenger, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And so, um, you know, there's read the Quranic verses, then there's read the authentic uh, hadiths of the Prophet, peace be upon him, with regards to Salah. And then the third thing, um, I should say, um, or what you can do is number three, you can go and get a, a book written by a scholar um, on the topic of Salah. Uh, one of the books I can recommend and I can't recommend enough 
is a book by Sheikh Muhammad Nasruddin Al-Albani. Okay, and uh, he is a muhaddithin. He is known as a muhaddithin. And what a muhaddithin does is he goes through hadiths and he classes them whether they are authentic or whether they are weak or daif, right? So um, what Albani did, right, his kind of his life's focus for his whole life, what he did was uh, read through hadiths of the Prophet upon him and classify them as to how, um, you know, authentic they were and uh, whether they can be attributed to the Prophet, peace be upon him. So uh, that was kind of his job, what his day-to-day uh, life was like, you know, analyzing and criticizing and and that kind of stuff. So one of the things which he did is that he authored a book and that book is on the Salah of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And uh, that book is called Sifat As-Salah al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam which means the prophet's prayer peace be upon him now the full name of the book is the prophet's prayer described from beginning to end as though you see it and um, it's it's i mean the title itself you know as though you see it very intriguing indeed right um i know that when i first uh, heard about that book i was like i need that book right because i mean in the title it says as though you are seeing the prophet peace be upon him so that's something which uh, I had done and I had tried to get my hands on it and eventually I found a couple of copies and I bought like five copies or maybe six copies. I think that's all they had. And um, yeah, I've I've kind of stocked them up um, with me and I was thinking of uh, maybe giving them away to, um, to some of you guys listening, um, but I'm not sure yet. So... Um, yeah, I highly recommend you go and get a copy of Sheikh Albani's book, uh, The Prophet's Prayer Described from Beginning to End as Though You See It. Um, he kind of describes the Prophet's way of prayer, peace be upon him, and he gives you references from the Quran and from the authentic hadith of the Prophet, peace be upon him. A very, very good work he has done. Okay, um, yeah, so you can do that, or another thing you can do is... Uh, Go and get my Salah Mastery course. Okay, it's called the Ultimate Salah Course, and the whole objective was to turn Sheikh Albani's book into an online course. Okay, and um, this online course, uh, you know, it's it's quite a long course, uh, but you know, it takes you through the steps. Basically, Albani's book. I had taken that book and I had created um, a video series out of it. So, um, you know, any of the chapters in Albani's book, um, I've basically got them in um, in video format, so to speak. And, um, you know, it's easier to, to digest that information. It's much easier, um, certainly, because you can go through it at your own pace, at your own time. But obviously, because we're dealing with the Prophet Salah and we're dealing with something to do with worship, you know, it's, it's something which should be high up in your priority list, meaning that you should like want to be eager to um, go and find out the Salah of the Prophet, peace be upon him, without wasting much time. And, you know, the, your whole objective is, I must know the Prophet's prayer, peace be upon him, otherwise I'm doing it wrong and I'm doing it incorrect. Right? That should be your attitude. So... Um, for that, you can head on over to salamastery.com, put in your um, your details. I think it'll probably ask for your email address, um, and then you'll get um, uh, taken to an order form. Uh, just put in your details, and then uh, you'll get full access to the course, a lifetime access. 
Um, and there's lots of cool resources in that course to help you out as well. I strongly suggest it. Um, it's it's going to save you a lot. Uh, because for you to go yourself through the Quran and through the you know thousands of hadiths, right? Um, it's gonna take you long. Um, uh, so, you know, I strongly suggest get Albani's book and also get my course at the same time. So it's kind of like you're doing two at once, right? You're going through the book as well as uh, going through the course which I'd made, and um, very very helpful for you, and it, it should get you results even faster. Okay, so uh, that's all for this podcast episode and I'll speak with you guys in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.